Hey, it's the Hook Better Leads podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We are helping small businesses be more profitable and effective by hooking better leads. Eat grand desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Today, we're talking about closing deals. And we're with Ammon McKinley uh, from Fresh Home Solutions. How's the weather out there in Arizona right now? It's really nice right now. It's November 12th. What it's, is the, what are the degrees? I'm in Minnesota, man. Give me some It's beautiful. It's like it was like 54 Ooh, at my last inspection. Balmy. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, w- we are excited to chat about how Ammon went from 0 to 20 roofs a month and how he did it. So, you guys are in a market that doesn't necessarily have a lot of storms. Is that the case or yeah, Arizona is a, a little bit of a tough market. There, there are other companies like us. There's, there's at least three or four that I know of that pound the pavement pretty hard, knocking yeah. doors. And and our last storm in the central Phoenix area was almost a year ago. So, so it's it's uh it's a small market and and it's a little tough to find good area. Yeah. To, to work that actually has damage right now. If you don't mind, let's kick it off with. Pure value. Let's talk about the top three things. If you're just starting your roofing career, if you're just starting selling roofs, what are the three things you'd tell to uh, a person trying to get into it? My career, my career starting out in roofing sales, I was really blessed. I had just gotten home from, from a mission. I served a two-year mission for my church in Oregon. And so I already had like a really strong work ethic. And um, so when I was expected to go out and knock doors for five, six hours a day. I was like, that's it. You know, five, six hours a day. Um, it, it was, it was nothing to me. And, and I was the only guy canvassing for that roofing company that hired me on. So I, I just, they gave me an area and I went out and knocked it all by myself every day. And so like the number one thing, I'm sorry, I'm actually not familiar with, um, mission. So is that where you do knock doors? Yes. Okay. So you've got this, I like this. You've got this background of, Hey, I don't know that much about the, it's the Mormon church, right? That's right. I don't know that much about the Mormon church, but I do know they're good at smiling and I do know they're good at knocking doors. <laughs> That's so you had this background and the exact things you need. Yeah. Like it that. was, it was cool to just roll right into it. I wasn't scared about knocking on doors or anything. I, love it. I, I just practiced for two years. So <laughs> How, how many so I, how many hours a day would you guys do that when you were in mission? Um, you know, knocking doors on your mission is something like you try not to do it. You try to be more, you try to be busy, like working with with members and people that you're te- okay. people that you're teaching. Yeah. But um, like my first area, my first six months, me and me and my trainer on my mission, we had no clue what we were doing. Cool. So we just we literally knocked our entire area. Yeah. in the first three months and had yeah. no clue what to do after that. So we probably knocked like 5,000 doors yeah. in the first three months. So and that's all okay. we did all day. So let's do this now. Sorry, I, I apologize for this, this side note. It, it does give like a little bit of background context here, but the top three things, if you're just starting out in your roofing career, you said work ethic? Yeah, work ethic would be number one, just staying out and not not just staying out, but like staying out of your car. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of times, like I'm parked at a gas station right now between appointments to do this podcast. It's so easy to just post up at a gas station 
and grab a drink, listen to some music, answer some phone calls, text, text some customers, you know, it's, you have to have designated time to just be working, whether that's like, I have a canvasser now, but I also knock my own doors. Um, whether it's time just being out or like time dedicated to knocking and, and dedicated to closing. Mm-hmm. So, so staying out of the car and, and on the doors. And then I would say number two is you need to find a good mentor. Um, I was really lucky. I, I had an awesome trainer that taught me how to inspect a roof. Uh, he took his time with me. I, I started setting appointments for him. And after like eight or nine weeks, I really wanted to get into sales. And he let me come in with him on, on his appointments. He walked me through the whole process. I just shadowed him and watched him close deals for two or three weeks before I, I went out and closed my own deal. And, and that, that mm-hmm. made a huge difference for, for me. So find a good mentor would be number two. And awesome. Then, and your last one is? Number three, find someone to mentor. So as soon as I got done with my training on learning how to close, I immediately hired one of my friends to canvas for me. And it kept me really sharp because it got to be, we were in, in Utah at the time, it got to be winter. So I moved out to Arizona to work Arizona during the winter. And I hired one of my friends, my best friend from my mission to, to come and, and knock doors for me. So it, he it just knows, it keeps how, you he knows how to knock doors too. Yeah, man. Yeah. we were That's a hack, team. man. I love that. It is. Um, hire, hire more okay. missionaries. That's, yeah, that's exactly. tip number four. <laughs> yes. All right. So I like those three, those four, excuse me. Um, let's go into like this idea of like without storms, what are the, what's the difference? What, what have you seen? Like, have have you had to do that people that have storms that have not had to do? And may, maybe they can learn something from you too. The people that do have storms can learn something from what you guys have learned. Yeah. So like every market's different and the, like you're, you're always up against something like here, we're up against three or four competitors. When I knock on someone's door down here, it, we have an 11 month old storm. Their door's been knocked on at least 20 times already by me and and someone else in other markets like texas florida um all these places that got hit by hurricanes they're getting 20 people knock on their door every day mm-hmm. so you know when you're when you're in a really competitive state the the biggest thing you're up against is other contractors and a lot of times people will try to try to pin you against each other to where you have to give them a better price or eat the deductible or this or that. So I, I think the biggest challenge here, you know, with not having good storms, we just have to, we have to get someone's attention enough Mm -hmm. and build enough rapport with them that we can educate them on the fact that they may actually have a problem on their roof. Because a lot of times it doesn't look like it. And that's tough, man. Like I, I getting someone to think, you know, to feel the problem, to think about the problem, putting a, a big, you know, microscope on the problem and like blowing it up for them that you can see it. That's the hardest part, right? Like if you, if you can identify a problem, that's like the, the first, the hardest part about sales, the hardest part about marketing, you have to have a problem and you have to make it clear and you have to like 
almost like dig into it a little bit. Like, I mean, clearly the best, it feels like to me, the best salespeople, the best marketers know how to pinpoint problem and make it very clear and hard to deny. And sometimes like, like for instance, like I, we do some work for medical companies too. Like we have other kinds of clients and like medical, like it's like the problem is just so freaking obvious. You want to stay alive, you know? Would you yeah. like to stay alive? Like it's just different, right? So it's like- You don't want to die, do you? Yeah, exactly. So it's like leaking on head is not as big of a deal as you would like to live. Like, so how do you do that? How do you, like in those conversations, how do you really clarify and, and talk through the problem with them? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I imagine, you know, that's something that you uh, deal with a lot at your marketing agency, mm -hmm. is, you know, really trying to, to dive into the problems of, of, mm -hmm. of people. So for me, I think it's, it's, you have to put a really big emphasis on, on building trust, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and you can do that. There's a lot of really subtle ways to do that. Uh, there's a book called the like switch that I just read recently. Mm -hmm. Um and there's like some, some, some cool little body language signals that you can send. Mm -hmm. You know, if you stand like, if you stand directly at someone, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, you're more, they're more locked into the conversation yeah. with you. Um, but if you stand a little bit more to the side, it's a little bit less intimidating. What do you, so, my question is, what do, what do you ask when you, when you knock on a door? What, like, hi. So how do I get someone to, yeah. how do I get someone to, to, yeah. acknowledge that they have a problem on their roof. Yeah. Imagine I'm a, a trainee because I actually do want to go knock doors. I'm, I've never knocked a door for a roofing company, but I want to, what, what, did, what do you, what have you find are the best opening lines? So a lot of times, like the, pretty much every roofer uses this pitch. Yeah. We've been working with some of your neighbors. Yeah. You know, cause it, it builds like credibility. Yeah. You've got social proof. Hey, we just worked with John down the street. Yeah. Do you know John? Yeah. Yeah. You probably notice a lot of people in this neighborhood are getting their roofs done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wondering why all these roofs are getting done. Well, that's because you had a big hailstorm last December. Do you remember it? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, most of the time down here, people are like, I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Yeah. So, so you say, yeah, we had a big hailstorm. And then I usually pull out my phone and show them some pictures. Here's some pictures of John's roof. Um, we he had a lot of hail damage and then you have to educate him what hail damage actually is because out here it's like one inch hail it's not that mm -hmm. big but you you have to educate them and just say look you know this may not look like much it may not look like a big deal to you but you probably are seeing lots of granules come off the roof and and in your driveway a lot right they're like mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I have to sweep them off every weekend after after it rains so what the hail damage does is it cuts the lifetime of your roof nearly in half so mm -hmm. You thought you had a 30 year shingle up there after a big hailstorm like that. It's probably only got a few years left. So, and a lot of people don't know, but your insurance covers that. So we just take a look at it for you and let you know what's up there. I love that pitch, man. That's, that's a solid pitch. Um, when you're talking to people um, and they've talked to another roofing company before, how do you shift the conversation or how do you answer objections related to price and and or they they they've talked to somebody else maybe um meaning like we're already into the conversation and they want yeah let's say let's say they've already kind of had somebody come by or whatever um and 
maybe they're kind of, they kind of know they might need something, but they're kind of like, how do you deal with when they're kind of like putting you up against another company? You've talked about that being a problem. So they're considering another company and yeah. now I'm talking to them. Yeah. Um, I never, I never badmouth anyone. Yeah. I never say, oh, those guys are crooks. Those guys are whatever. I say, yeah, they're, they're probably a great company. And then yeah. <laughs> I just move right on with my pitch. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even really pay yeah. attention to it because I'm here right now. And my goal is to get you to make a decision. Yeah. Whether that's to kick me off your property or to work with me. Yeah. I don't really care about what XYZ roofing said. You know, yeah. well, they said, you know, and so you don't and focus it, too much on that competition. That's probably a good call. Yeah, I, I really don't. So what kind of tools do you use in the sales process? Not that you're like necessarily recommending these tools, just curious for your guys' organization. Talking about like software tools we use? Yeah. Okay. So I've used, I've, I've only used two, um, uh, RoofLink and uh, AccuLinks. Right now okay. we're using RoofLink and um, RoofLink's great. I mean, there's, there's, there's trade-offs, but what I like about RoofLink is that they, they kind of took everything that a door-to-door sales roofing company would do and they put it all into one, like SalesRabbit. Um, you've got your storm maps in there. Um, you can, you know, you can sign contracts in there. RoofLink is pretty much the only thing we use right now. Okay. AccuLinks awesome. is great too. I like them both. Yeah. Nice. Um, what are some mindset shifts that you found valuable in the process of becoming an awesome roofing salesperson? So what, like if you were to talk to, you know, a young person who's getting into this and they're somewhat fresh, what are some mindset shifts? I know that you already talked through the top, you know, have a good mentor, find someone to mentor and stay out, stay out of your, your car, your truck. Um, what would you say are some other mindset shifts that kind of were big for you as you, as you started to be more effective? I would just prioritize having fun because okay. it's a stressful job. It's hard yeah. to face rejection all day, every day. Yeah. And yeah. if you just smile, like, there's so many tactics for, for sales and you yeah. should learn them. You know, it's important yeah. to learn how to sell. But a lot of times, even myself, I get completely absorbed in the tactical side of things and my sales numbers go down. And I'm like, I'm like, what the heck, man? Like I'm learning all these cool new things about how to sell better, but I didn't sell as good as like back in 2016 I never even yeah. read a sales book that whole year. And that was yeah. my best year ever. But it's because back then, you know, I just had a lot of fun. And, and so hmm. I always try to make sure when I go out, you know, we're, we're having fun with the team. I'm, I'm cracking jokes with the people I'm talking to on the doors and not taking hmm. myself too seriously. Honestly, I would say that is the number one most important thing with this job is to make sure you have fun doing it. I love that. That's a great takeaway. How about any, you know, challenges and we can wrap up on this. Just, you know, yeah. you know, it's so much easier to do a job when you kind of have clarity on what the challenges will be. Where, where do you see people turn back and what did you do instead? Like what, what are common challenges when people are getting into this and how can, how can you help them maybe stay the course? I would say just dealing with rejection. And I kind of spoke to that, um, 
dealing with the, the constant rejection because you're never going to be the best salesperson in the world and, and close every door that you knock on. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, some people are like that. I'm not. Is there any um, way that you can like get, how do you get through that, man? I have a hard time with that. I did cold calling for my agency and I just literally just like heart, made my heart sink. I'm too sensitive. You know what I mean? Like, so how do you deal with it? Yeah. A lot of us are, um, I think just kind of like practice, you know, um, the more reps you get, the better you are at something. And, um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I, mm. so I guess another thing I would say is that, um, just try your best to detach from the outcome. Cause like, you're obviously okay. trying to get a sale. That's the outcome you want, Yeah. but it's never going to happen a hundred percent of the time. So, so just like stick to, okay, I'm a, I'm going to, I'm going to go way off base here. Have you ever heard the go Bruce Lee, you know, the new Bruce Lee documentary? Uh, I have not seen it. No. Have you heard about, okay. It's called be water. I, I, I feel like I already know what quote you're going to go after the, you know, the, the quote one kick 10,000 times. Yes. One, no, one kick no, no, no. it's okay. It's it's the quote. He goes, "Be water, my friend." And what he's saying is like, water is formless, shapeless. It, it can flow or it can crash. And when I'm out, like you just have to, like I said, you just have to stick with it and 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 do what you know you need to do, and and not be emotional about it. And it's easier mm-hmm. said than done because we're all, yeah, we're humans. We have emotions and we can get our feelings hurt. But the more you can just like, if someone's mean to you on the door or if someone hangs up on you or if someone's a jerk to you, it's just like, man, I'm really glad I didn't work with that person. Cause that that's good. Been a nightmare. Yeah. To work with. I love it. I think that's a good point to end on. I think, uh, stick with it and be, be water. I think that, I think that should be it, dude. Let's, let's end on that. I, Maybe I interpreted that quote wrong, but I think I, I, I like my version of it. I dig it. Um, so <laughs> where could people find you guys if they're looking for um, and maybe talk about your service area and just like what also you might, you know, if they're in your area, I think you had mentioned that um, you guys will be hiring in certain in, in other states or something like that soon. Yeah. So, so we're a small team right now. We're yeah. a really small company. This, yeah. this company didn't even do a storm claim before I, I came on. So okay. we kind of opened up this division and so we'll probably be hiring soon and we're opening another state. Okay. So if anyone's interested in, in getting into the business or, or moving companies or something, reach out to me just on Facebook messenger. Um, send me a friend request on Facebook, Ammon McKinley. And, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. And to spell that, it's A-M-M-O-N and then yep. M-C-K-I-N-L-A-Y. Very active on the, the roofing groups on Facebook and stuff like that. And I think you're always trying to be useful and um, appreciate you you know, saying what's up and, and us being able to do this podcast today. I think it means a lot. It helps me understand a little bit just more about like What's it, what is it like to be, you know, knocking on doors? What is it like to be in the thick of it with some of these leads that we're trying to help produce, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. but then also, how do we how do we better complement companies that are doing um, door knocking as well? So those are things I'm looking at, and I appreciate everyone who listened today. Uh, it's Hook Agency 
hookagency.com and hookagency all over social. And thank you for listening to the Hook Better Leads podcast. Have a great day.